Welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for a shot or no shot. And it's brought to you by the fine folks over at ESPN Bet live now in Illinois. Sign up today and the users hundred bucks in bonus bets with any sportsbook bet. We say good morning to Shea W. Norley. Good morning, boys, hey, on a Tuesday. How we doing? We're awesome, man. Awesome. My partner is passionate, and that's all people can ask from someone to speak from the heart. Did people not like it if they're, you know, all in on the white side? Maybe. But guess what? When that man speaks from the heart, it's authentic, and I loved it. If you missed that, available on the ESPN Chicago app, our first hour, 7 a.m. Right at the top. Well, that's not what the lead was going to be, but then you opened the door. I was fine talking about Caleb Williams again. But uh, but you opened the door. It was fine. The show was fine. And then you did that because you, you, cause you are a uh, stick in the beehive. That's what you are. A hemorrhoid, a hemorrhoid on the ass of life. I once had a boss accuse me of walking over to a pile of dry leaves, throwing a match on it, and walking away. Enjoy. It's fair. <laughs> fair, fair thought. Uh, it just, it's disappointing. Just disappointing to see, thinking that I was being ball sacked. I'm like, ah, oh, there you go. That's not real media. It is a real deal with Kansas City? God. Nearly $300 million, Bobby Witt Jr. <laughs> Bobby Witt Jr. Here, to the Royals. Odie, I'll open the door, because now I'm thinking about it, and this is new baseball. The White Sox have a guy in Colson Montgomery, I believe is the ninth overall prospect at MLB Pipeline, mm-hmm. far and away the best prospect in their system. Yeah, Super cool. One of the best in baseball. The new baseball is extend your young players. It happened for Wander Franco. Granted, he'd already made MLB, and granted, he had other interests. Uh, it happened for now Bobby Witt Jr., the Tigers, Last week, extended Colt Keith, who has not yet hit Major League Baseball. Got him close to $30 million over six years. Shot or no shot, the White Sox should follow suit. Give Colson Montgomery an extension. That's a shot. That's a shot because since you're rebuilding anyway, since you're, you know, they won't say rebuild. They won't say that. They don't have the the, the, uh, the guts or the testicular fortitude to say it. But you really should try to build on your young talent. So that's actually a shot. You try to lock them in for the future. Somebody, ju- who? What did Detroit give that kid that hasn't played a game yet? Twenty-eight million for six years, I think. Sign him up if you, you really believe in him. Sign him up. Absolutely, you lock it in, Cap. Yes, I mean that's that's what it's about is being able to stack your chips, especially your young players, so they can develop. And ultimately, if you need to throw some free agent money in there, you got young kids, free agents, and then you go for it. And I just don't know when that's going to be for the White Sox. I don't know when they'll be able to contend. But you got to start somewhere. You got to. All right, Shay. All right, ESPN's Matt Miller said this week that everyone he talked to at the Super Bowl, at the Senior Bowl, excuse me, expects the Bears to draft Caleb Williams and trade Justin Fields with a package centered around a second-round pick. Shot or no shot, using Justin Fields to get back into the second round where they could, fingers crossed, potentially draft a center is a win for the Chicago Bears. That's a shot. That's a shot. Again, it's, be, it's about trying to accumulate as much draft capital as possible. Why wouldn't you do that? 
I completely agree with Jonathan. If you're all in on Caleb Williams and he passes all your testing and background checks and mini golf games and pulls a suite at the combine and all of it, if he passes all that stuff, yes, and then draft, is it Jackson Powers Johnson? Out of Oregon. That's Out the one Oregon. I would like. He's yeah. the number one ranked center in the draft. If you could pull that off, all in. Let's go. Shay. All right, Super Bowl Media Day has the NFL buzzing, and Patrick Mahomes had a sit-down with Jeff Darlington, where he was asked, do you feel yourself becoming a villain? And Patrick Mahomes answered that he can sense the villain narrative forming from other fan bases. People believe he's a villain. I don't feel this at all. I want to know from the two of you, shot or no shot, Patrick Mahomes is a villain. Well, that's a no shot. He's not a villain. But I can understand how some fan bases feel like, oh, my God, here comes Mahomes and the Chiefs again. They're going to beat our ass again. I can understand that. But from my standpoint, I've always appreciated greatness, Cap. I've always appreciated You know why? Because I always want to remember, like Tom Brady, Joe Montana, the, the great baseball players I've watched, great, you know, great athletes I've watched, and remember those moments. Instead of hating on it, it's like people hating on LeBron James. While you hit on LeBron James, you're missing all the greatness from LeBron James. You're missing all the milestones. You're missing him surpassing Kareem, the championship he's won. But just because you're so hating on him because of the decision or because you get tired of him winning or being in winning situations, just appreciate why we got into sports. And that's because of fandom. It's because of games. It's because of individual talent. So it's a no shot for me. I have no problem with Patrick Mahomes. Me either. Again, villain. Yeah, like, was Michael a villain? Yeah, because the Bulls never lost. He always rose to the toughest moments on the road and tortured these fan bases. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes does the same thing. So, for me, no shot. He's not villainous. Whereas Brady, I loved Brady in Tampa. I love Brady now. I got so sick of Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, the New England Patriots, the Flategate, Spygate, and all the other stuff. I, I looked at, not him, but the whole Patriot thing as villainous. I don't feel that way about Kansas City. Here's the thing about, you know, you mentioned Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. You know what? When I see these teams winning or when I see dynasties happening and it doesn't happen in our city, that fuels me as a fan. Definitely as a talk show host, but definitely as a fan to say, look what they're doing and what are you doing? They're at the mountaintop and you're in the valley. So how can you be able to get to the mountaintop like that team? Well, I love to see dynasties because it puts more and more pressure on teams that are not willing to spend money, teams that are spinning their wheels, teams that got to change their coaches every two or three years or general manager every two or three years. So when I see teams win, uh, it fuels me. When I see Golden State and what they've done, and that's going to come to an end here. But just in this window, with their championship window, that fuels me. Yeah, Joe Lacob, who's a maniacal about winning, continues to turn over the roster with a certain talent to go along with uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and Draymond Green. I love it. Keep winning because it shows the Bulls that they're in the Valley. This is what it takes to be able to win. This, is that how you want to run your business or do you want to run your business at the top? The sad thing is that teams in our town sometimes don't seem to care. It's okay. It you, is what it is. You and I care. We do. You and I care. And 100%. Our, and our listeners care. That's why I, I, I don't uh, spend a lot of emotional investment in hating on sports teams. I just don't. I just don't. Because our teams are just always middling or at the bottom. And I go, 
This is when I get on the air with you, with my friend, and I go, look at that championship. Look at Kansas City. You were there. How about this? Cap is in Kansas City. Cap knew that the Bears would get their ass whipped in Kansas City, but he went anyway. He went anyway because he wants to experience what it's like at Arrowhead. To Amazing. be able to be there, right? Amazing. And you came back and told us, you said, you said, Hoodie, it was an amazing time. The tailgating, the fans, the atmosphere, the winning feeling from the fans and that whole thing. A different environment that you'd get at Soldier Field because they've won championships. They've got great players. And the fans, they walk around with their chest out saying, well, have a good trip back to Chicago. And they pat you on the head like you're on Benny Hill. Right. Hey, we remember those days when we were terrible. Good luck to you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thanks. Condescending. That. Yeah. <laughs> And that's why they're going to move on from Justin, because they're going to try and reset everything. Oh, man. All right, Jay. All right. I love Media Week uh, at the Super Bowl. Media Day yesterday. We got a lot of great news, including Diana Rossini talking about what she heard regarding why Mike Vrabel was left without a job in this coaching carousel. Listen to this. Do you know I had a GM at the Senior Bowl who mentioned to me Vrabel's physical build? that he's a very large human being and can be very intimidating to to people in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions. And that is a factor, which I left. I said, stop. That That's not something that's real. Who cares what someone physically looks like? Damn. <laughs> I cannot la- not laugh at that. Shot or no shot, if you are an NFL decision maker and you're intimidated by large people working in the NFL, you need to find a new line of work. That's a shot. The, yeah, that's silly. Now, she didn't say she believes it. She said she's heard that and yeah. talked to a GM. If you are a GM or an owner and you walk in and go, that Vrabel dude's too intimidating for me. Really? Really? That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. In sports, <laughs> I want you to think How about could that. that possibly James? be a factor. <laughs> I mean, it's like just look at your center. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> dudes are huge. I mean, seriously. Now, listen, I've had that problem around around uh, the business for many years. Cap, I walk around the hallways and people scurry because they're afraid when I walk through the halls. Because you're a big man. That's right. Or because you've been known to lash out walking down the hall. <laughs> oh, is, oh, is that what I do? I lash out? Is that what I do? Uh, he's the kindliest, nicest dude going. You're uh, cuddly. Oh, no, no. No, no. When I walk down the hallways, it's ominous. The MCs, they scurry. They hide underneath the desks. MCs would be marketing consultants for those of you out there. Hey, hide your chain. Hide your chain. Take your watch off. Yes, exactly right. They think I'm going to rob them. Wow. They think that I'm going to just take them, take them out, Cap. <laughs> Clothesline them. Beat them down. They think nice sneakers has a different uh, meaning when it comes from hoodie. Why exactly didn't you go right. all the way around sales to get to the bathroom? Hood was coming the other way. Here I come. Because I'm, af- I'm afraid that hoodie's going to be doing something to me. I've got to run. I can't, I can't take this anymore. I must run. Oh, my God. You are kindly, man. It's a large man. It's Mike Vrabel. Run for your lives. Can you believe it's insane? <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't sign Fred Warner. Bit big, bit big for my liking. Well, that Bears team, man, they got the smallest team in the league, but they're really nice guys. <laughs> Not intimidating at all. Wow. Sales and marketing. 
Run for your lives. Programming, run for your lives. You must leave. Craig, run for your lives. Sai, you want me to run? Yes. Run for your lives. Here comes Mike Grable. <laughs> He's going to get you. He's coming after you. It's crazy. I mean, what are you afraid? I mean, can the guy coach football or not? <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Well, he'll be sitting out there. He'll do TV, hang out for a year. And then next year in the middle of the season, team will be one in five, somebody. Yeah. Mike Vrabel rolling in. Bears. Bears. Well, I, hey, man. I light a candle for that every day. Seriously. Got to upgrade at some point, man. You're upgrading your roster. You got to upgrade, your, upgrade some of your coaching staff. I'm going to tell you this right now. If they get Caleb and he is who we think he is, Eberflus is getting extended at the end of next year. It's fair. And by the way, he'd deserve it. He would deserve it. No yes. question. No doubt. All right, coming up, we will go around the NFL. Don't forget Albert Breer with the latest on the Bears in the NFL and the draft. All part of the mix. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000, also on 100.3 FM HD2. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Cap and Jay Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Nick Bull sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Time now for Around the NFL. And it's brought to you by the fine folks over at Here's St. Norland. <laughs> that would be That would be good karma brands. That's correct. We we have we have what we would consider valuable real estate with around the NFL. Correct. So if you'd like to be able to have your stamp put on a signature uh, segment we do every day. Correct. We do it every day, the every show yes. the entire year. Yes. Football will be in your diet every single day. Good Karma Brands is where people can go to be able to put their stamp, to plant their flag around the NFL. Right? You got anybody in mind? Uh, I do. Guess I got a few people, right? Yeah. Well, yeah right. People need to be part of that real estate around the NFL. That'd right? be me. Here's Shay Norlick. Shay? Uh, Hoodie, it's all Super Bowl-related this week. Yesterday, I gave you the full roster breakdown. That's available on the ESPN Chicago app today. You know I love power rankings. Uh A little twist on a power ranking tiers list. Everybody prepping for their Super Bowl parties this weekend. I have offered tiers of Super Bowl foods. Let me get the pen. Here we go. God knows you can't go to the game because it's so expensive to go to Vegas and get a ticket. So you're watching at home. This is not, for me, personally, a go-to-the-bar event. This is a have-the-friends-over, get-some-food-and-enjoy-yourself event. So we start at the bottom. Bottom? In the hell tier of Super Bowl foods. Hell tier of Super Bowl foods. All right, ready. These are, if I see them, I certainly will not eat them, and I may leave your home. Uh, Fruit. I don't need to see a fruit platter when I walk into the Super Bowl party. I don't want to see chopped up bananas or pineapples or grapes or whatever. That's don't need just it. such a Super awful Bowl take. is indulgent. Super Bowl is nasty. Super Bowl is for fried, gross things that are unhealthy. I don't need a fruit platter. 
I don't need the veggie platter that sits out and gets gross with the ranch dip in the middle. Veggie. And I do not need, under any circumstance, a seven-layer dip. Enough. Seven-layer oh, dip. Well, I don't even know what that is. Seven-layer dip is disgusting. It shouldn't exist. You know it's what it is. It's in the hell tier, and it's gross. You know exactly what it is. You've a been around se- it. A seven-layer dip? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Google it, and you'll say, oh, you'll see it. Right. Uh, yeah, just five cool. different uh, flavors of Daisy just stacked on top of each other. <laughs> Basically, there's like beans in Daisy's the middle, too. The, Daisy's the best. Yeah, yes, but not is. seven layers of it. I'll have to look. I'll look it up. <laughs> not, but, Shay, not everyone wants to wallow in grease like you do. Some of us, the veggie tray, we put some. I don't have to have your grubby hands into the tray. You take the little tongs. You put it on a plate. You have some vegetables. I'm not going to eat the deep-fried stuff. I'm just not. That's fine. These are my power rankings. If you disagree, feel free to disagree, but these are my power rankings. And and by the way, when he gets to the Super Bowl cap, Super Bowl parties, Greece is the word. Here's Shane Orling. Shane. (laughs) The meh tier. The second tier up. Meh. These are fine, but they're they're not the best. Okay. Deviled eggs. Ugh. And what is a deviled egg? What do you mean, what's a deviled I egg? I mean, I, I know that I see some of these trays with nasty-looking eggs with, like, paprika on them. What is a devil? What makes a deviled egg versus, like, Zetterman who eats, like, 16 uh, hard-boiled eggs every day? You, gotta, you hard-boil them, you cut them in half, and then you stuff them. There's, like, mustard in them, uh, some, like, paprika usually. Depends. People put anything in them. It's usually mayonnaise and mustard, primarily. I hate them. I think they're terrible. I agree. Next, uh, nachos. Now, nachos are good, but there's a problem with putting nachos out at your Super Bowl party. Once they've sat out for about half an hour, they're nasty. Nobody wants the crusty old ground beef that's been sitting out on the table. The cheese gets kind of gross. They just don't hold up. If you crush them in the first 30 minutes that they're out of the oven, fantastic. But if they're sitting up there waiting for people to grab them, they get gross. Oh, when you say nachos, you don't mean like Doritos out of the bag. No, no, no. Like you're prepping up tortilla chips, a corn chip, some cheese, some ground beef. You're making nachos. I see. And by the way, this seven-layer dip, no thanks. You you. You can't say you've never seen that before. That's a healthier I've food. I've never seen it at a party. I, I'm familiar with the concept now. Refried beans, sour cream, mixed with cream cheese, taco seasoning, guac, salsa, cheese, green onions, olives, and tomatoes. Sounds like a soup in about 20 minutes. No good. Ah, pass. That feels good. Hard pass. All right. So we, so we got deviled eggs, nachos, anything else in the meh category? That's it. Just deviled eggs and nachos. All right. Next one. This is the good, not great tier. This is something I expect to see at every Super Bowl party. If you don't have it, it's a swing and a miss. But it's not the thing that you're going to write home about. Chips and dip. The dip could be anything. Queso, salsa, daisy dips, uh, spinach artichoke, whatever you want to do. That stuff's all great. Chips and dip, I got to see. And cheese and crackers. Nobody's going to hate you if you put a little charcuterie plate together. In fact, people will eat the hell out of it. Get a little prosciutto, some nice cheese, some crackers, have some fun with it. Okay. You, you all right with the uh, cheese platter? The charcuterie. Charcuterie. Yeah. You all yeah. right with that? Yeah, that's fine. My wife's going to have one Sunday. We're having the kids over and some friends. Yeah. That's always good. That's always a go-to. To me, that kind of starts the day. 
it's not during the game. It's, it starts the, you know, right as you get closer to close to the Super Bowl, it's the first thing I would eat. It's a base cap. And then you go on some of the big stuff. Shay, what's next after the chips and dip and queso and cheese? The now but, we're cooking tier. Now we're cooking tier. Which okay. quite literally means now you're cooking. I know you've put some effort in. You've made some things for people. This is what I want to see. Okay. Well, now I know I'm having a good time. You got a crock pot full of chili. Great place to start. Uh-huh. That's the best. Buffalo chicken dip could also be in a crock pot. The best dip on Super Bowl Sunday, in my opinion. Buffalo chicken dip. I know you put some work in. You shredded the chicken. You put all that stuff together. Wonderful. Okay. Sliders, excellent. And I know you worked on it because you got to grill those puppies. I, that I'm a fan of when I walk in and see sliders and pulled pork, which is also could be a crockpot option. Give me some uh, King's Hawaiian buns and a little pulled pork option. I'm in a good place. How about, how about that, Cap? A little pulled pork? I've got no problem. My wife does also a pulled buffalo chicken mm-hmm. that she makes. I'm not a King's Hawaiian guy. I just eat the meat part of it. But you do you, man. Yeah, the pulled pork is good. How about the chili? Yeah, I could deal with the chili as long as there's no peppers of any kind in the chili. Uh, Jay Moore, are you down with the buffalo chicken dip? Oh, yeah, I love that. That's pretty good. Is it? Okay. Yep. I never had that. Oh, is that a Caucasian option? <laughs> It's like every party I've been to growing up, there's a buffalo chicken dip. Never seen that. Serious? Nope. Yeah, it's pretty good. Is it? Yeah. To America's. All right, we move on to... (laughs) Come on! Hey, man. I'm sure the Whole Foods down the street from you has got it right there on the hot bar. What are you, an a-hole today? (laughs) What are you, an a-hole today? (laughs) Wow. Damn! Here's Shay Norling. Shay? The, if you mean down the street in Ever in uh, in Beverly, yeah. Evergreen Park, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. If you mean that, yes. Peacock, you put gas in the car. I got to get to the Whole Foods. Where are you going? I'll be back in a couple hours. Got to go to got to go to Evergreen. Why? That's where the Whole Foods is. Yeah. Thank you, Englewood, for closing the doors because we need another save a lot. Here's Shay Norling. Shay, wow. uh, two tiers remaining. We start in the elite tier. These are some of my personal favorite elite. Finger grab and go snacks. These are huh? these are the best. Finger grab and go snacks. Yep. Pigs uh-huh. in a blanket. Okay. Potato skins. And those cocktail meatballs. Get a little toothpick. Stick it in a meatball. Do whatever you want. It's easy. I, th- those are the best. These are elite grab and go snacks. You could put them on a plate, sure, or you could just stand up there by the counter. Grab them. The best. And knowing you, you'd probably use the same toothpick and keep sticking it back in there. What? They're separate meatballs. Yeah, what are you, what's the problem? If I take a toothpick and I put it in one meatball, and then I eat the meatball, and then I take the toothpick and put it in another meatball, I'm the only one eating those meatballs. The meatballs are usually in a sauce of well, some kind. Well, not sticking the toothpick in the sauce and twirling it around. Your meat, your, your dirty <laughs> toothpick is going to make contact with sauce that's still in there. Do you think I'm some kind of Neanderthal? I get a napkin yeah. and I wipe the toothpick and then I put it into the next yeah, meatball. Yeah, no. You take some with the tongs, put them on a plate, and sit your ass down on my couch. You don't stand up at my counter and p- start picking away at the meatballs. I'm not coming over Sunday anyway. Down. It's all good. Wow. 
You shouldn't be bereft of, of toothpicks. There should be plenty of them there, right? They're toothpicks after all. Do you have to have the same one? It's not like a, it's not like your fork or your spoon. Right. It's like someone walks up to the charcuterie board and starts with their grubby hands, start take a piece of cheese, eat it, take another piece. No! You take some and put it on a plate like a, a human. I can't wait until... Cap, you have me over for dinner. I'm just going to start grabbing stuff out of your fridge. I'm going to drink the milk right out of the carton. <laughs> like my Uncle LC. That's it. <laughs> uh, Uncle Shay. So, pigs in a blanket, cocktail meatball. What was the third one? The uh, p- potato skins. Potato skins. Okay. You got to make those. Yeah, those are tough to make, too. That's They get elevated because of the effort that I know was put in to make them. Especially if they're loaded. You get the shredded cheese, the bacon, chives. Awesome. All right. What's next? The greatest of all time tier. These Goat. are the two things you absolutely must have at your Super Bowl party. Okay. Pizza from wherever you get your pizza from. Mm-hmm. And chicken wings from wherever you get your chicken wings from. Maybe the same place you got the pizza. But if you don't have those two things, your Super Bowl party sucks. Pizza and wings. Your thoughts, sir? Yeah, I mean, pizza's great. You can have it there. I'm not. Uh, uh, if I only eat the boneless wings, I'm not the the. I don't eat the breaded wings, so I like the like the grilled chicken tenders type thing. Uh-huh. But he's his menu. Child, it's like a child. <laughs> a child's menu. You got okay. mac and cheese there too. The little <laughs> like heat up containers of craft macaroni and cheese. You got that too. Oh. What are you talking? That's gross. No. What am I, in a dorm? Yeah. Nothing. I, listen. Maybe grilled cheese bites. We could cut the crusts off. You Kaplan, got that too? This might not be the healthiest menu ever, but it's Super Bowl Sunday. Excuse me if I'm in a childlike wonder. Excuse hey. me if I want to uh, treat the kid in me to pigs in a blanket, pizza, and chicken wings. Hey. What are we doing here? God bless. Hey, God bless you and your veggie tray and your daisy dips. I hope you have a wonderful time. I will. I love rubbing and touching my meat. Absolutely. Cap's picking a piece of celery up with his little tong. I know. On Super Bowl Sunday. Get a chicken wing. Get a pizza. What are we doing? There's nothing wrong with indulging every now and then. I'm not saying How- that. However, what I would say is, is that when it comes to events like this, grease is the word. It's the word that you heard. It's got groove. It's got meaning. Grease. Is the time, is the place, is the motion. Greece is the way we are feeling. Greece is the word. Wow. <laughs> you got to have Greece, man. It's the Super Bowl. That's it. Got to have it. But I like the idea of you having, you know, fruits and vegetables as a base. Then you work your way into it. That's what I would say. Yeah. Fruit platter, charcuterie board, no veggie tray, pulled pork. Cold chicken that my wife will have and a buffalo sauce. Yeah, there's a bunch of cool stuff. 100%, man. 100%. And if you're inviting Cap to your Super Bowl party, he'll bring his own. in a Tupperware. Coming up next, Albert Breer with the, <laughs> with the latest on the Bears and the NFL. That's still to come on the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show. Come on. Here's today's headline. Headline with Cap and J. Hood. The 8 a.m. hour is brought to you by the Village of Bolingbrook. Elevate your business at bbolingbrook.com. That's bbolingbrook.com. Bulls back in action tonight, just two days to go before the trade deadline. The Settlers will play the 35 and 15 Timberwolves at the United Center. Tip-off schedule for 7. 
Bulls are five and a half point underdogs. NHL back from the All Star break. Hawks another night off before they get the Wild tomorrow night. Connor Bedard back at practice, but no contact and no word yet on when he will return to action. Roger Goodell announced a tweak to the opening weekend of the NFL in 2024. The Eagles open their season on Friday, September 6th, one day after the Thursday night opening kickoff. The Eagles will be from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Their opponent has yet to be announced. The Bears will be the home team in London next season. New Commanders head coach Dan Quinn announced at his introductory press conference that they have fired former offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy and hired Cliff Kingsbury. Jay Moore. Cap and Jay Hood are back. We are back, baby. We are back. We are back. Classic. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's the Cap'n J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With you until 10 o'clock, then Mike Greenberg comes in at 10. Carmen and Yurko from 12 to 3. They will cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie starting at 2.30. As Waddle and Sylvie go until 6.30, Bluck and Abdallah 6.30 to 8. All part of the mix right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. Sidebar, may I approach? Brought to you by Aiken Law. Three one two six million for the great Howard Aiken. Saw my ball. Rachel Roth on Twitter. She's a diehard listener. Cap, hoodie, Shay. The best Super Bowl menus involve foods from the cities of the teams participating. Our Super Bowl party will have Kansas City barbecue brisket with sourdough rolls, Chinese dumplings because San Francisco has an amazing Chinatown, Giardelli chocolate brownies from San Francisco, chips, etc. available for people like Shay who are picky eaters. Take that. How will I, How do I come away as the picky eater here? You eat like this a child. This guy won't eat anything. You eat like a child. I don't like anything breaded. I don't like the, the, the chicken wings. I don't need them. The pizza, whatever I can do without it. No, I said what, pizza. I here? like pizza. But just not a big Hawaiian roll guy. No, those are garbage. I don't know how I'm coming away as the picky eater. Chili, yeah, whatever. I can do the chili as long as this, this, and this isn't in it. Just, I said, no bell peppers. I hate, and so does my wife, hate bell peppers. (laughs) But I'm the picky eater. (laughs) Listening is a skill. I mean, Shay just gave you from from tip to taint everything that you need for a Super Bowl party. He basically went into a, uh, uh, like a uh, cracker barrel and said, do you have the child's menu? Yeah, I just need all of that. What are you talking about? There's no shot I would walk into a Cracker Barrel and get sliders or pulled pork or buffalo chicken dip or cocktail meatballs or potato skins. If you'd gone with, like, TGI Fridays, then it's the whole menu. (laughs) Everything you mentioned is TGI Fridays. Everything on that menu, what he gave us, which is a great tier of of choices that you can make if you want to put together a nice Super Bowl party. I like it. I like it a lot. And Greece is the word, by the way. We are on the search for Albert Breer. We believe there's a time change here with Albert Breer. I mean, he's on Eastern time, but yeah, I think he's in Vegas, so it's 640. Correct. So who knows where he is right now? Correct. He could be face down at a blackjack table (laughs) with his debit card maxed out. (laughs) Very well could be. That's okay, though. We can, uh, we'll wait for Albert Breer at some point between now and 10. But in the meantime, and in between time, we can still talk about what is going on in the NFL regarding the Chicago Bears. Because this is the questions we'd ask him about the Bears and the latest on the commanders and everything else. So let's go back to yesterday, Cap. We heard from good time Johnny Kime, who is the NFL reporter for ESPN 
Um, He covers the Washington Commanders. He talked about the Commanders building their roster to the draft. Listen. Multiple sources with Washington have said that they know the roster needs a lot of work and they're intent on building through the draft. Giving up multiple picks to move up one spot might not match with that desire. And keep this in mind. Current Washington quarterback Sam Howell and potential number two pick Drake May both excelled in the Air Raid offense at North Carolina. So it's interesting, as we do the show, we have these three screens above us here at the ESPN Chicago studios. We look over our shoulders, and there's a question that's out there for the, the uh, cast of characters they have on, on the getup on ESPN. And it is, better situation for Caleb Williams, Washington or Chicago? That's the question that they're asking. And you and I are looking at each other perplexed, like, are you serious? Are you really going to go down this road? So some producers up there, I'm sure in Bristol, Connecticut, said, well, the Bears passed on C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or whoever the number, with the number one pick last year. So the Bears are going to do it again, right? One year does not dictate the other. It Correct. does not. It's, it, those are two separate seasons. What Ryan Poles and the Bears are trying to do, they were trying to give Justin Fields an opportunity. Like, okay, we're not going for the quarterback class this year. We're going to roll it back with you. If it works, you're going to stay. If it doesn't work, we can move on to the next quarterback class. So the idea that this is up here where they're saying better situation for Caleb Williams, Washington or Chicago, they make it seem like that the Bears are going to trade down to two and give Caleb Williams to Washington just because Williams and his family is from the D.C. area. That's ultimately what this is, which is nonsense. Low-hanging fruit. If Pauls does all his homework and this kid clears all the background checks, Caleb Williams... He's taking them. That's what I believe. We'll see. We will find out. By the way, we've been cheated on. How so? Brewer's on Dan Patrick right now. He's probably on set. I'll get it. I understand. In Vegas. Yep. Understood. Well, I mean, the number one uh, morning show nationally, according to some, they deserve to have the best in Albert Breer for now. Damn. Then when he gets offset, maybe he'll give us a call. That's it. Maybe he'll slum it with us here in Chicago. <laughs> exactly. Let me go slum it in Chicago <laughs> for 20 <laughs> so, minutes. I get it. I understand. Yes. Fritzy Constantelis, or what was it, Fritzy, whatever, Fritzy, the producer there, got Albert Breer and said, all right, come on our show. Paul Paps. Paul Paps. I have confirmed he's on set with Dan Patrick right now. Understood. That poor man, his phone's vibrating in his pocket while I'm running, <laughs> calling him up. As you call Albert, it. it's your time. <laughs> Dan, you done? I gotta go. Well, he's not running off the set of Dan Patrick. <laughs> Can you imagine? Dan, I have this other commitment. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go do Captain J-Hood. There he is, Albert Breer, with us on the Dan Patrick Show. Yes, Paulie. That, that's what's happening that's right it, now. Right now, <laughs> that's what's happening. Albert Breer leaving our set to talk to a show in Chicago. Yes, Fritzy, that's what's happening right now. Amazing. Uh, so again, lock in on our question: Washington or Chicago? Better situation with Caleb Williams? I just think it's low hanging fruit. Cap, this idea that just because he's from Washington D.C. that means that well he's got to go back home. Well, well, no. Do, does, do people understand that the Bears control the draft with the number one pick? Right. They control the draft. So so why would they just, you know what, Caleb, this is a better fit for you. We'll just, we'll just go down the draft and we'll just get Drake May, Jaden Daniels. We'll just do that just to do you the favor. Hey, Ryan. Uh, yeah, this is Caleb's dad. Hey, we'd prefer Washington. Would you just let them pick 
and then you can have Drake May. <laughs> no. No. No, you're going to get the best of the best if you can in the draft. Correct. That's that's what the that's when you have back to back number ones, you're going to try to get the best or try to uh, improve your roster. I heard Yerk yesterday with Carm talking about what he thought the Bears could get if they went from one to two. Yeah, I think he had Johnny text me if I'm wrong. It was like a third round and a fourth round and maybe a future something, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like. I'll take uh, Terry McLaurin and Deron Payne and nine number one. He said, no chance. No chance. No one's giving you that to go from two to one. Do you agree? I do agree. I think you'll get more than normal, Mm -hmm. but I don't think you're getting like two number ones and Terry McLaurin. I do not. Now, some dope would uh, would offer that and give that to you. Yes. Some general manager would be like, I'm done. I need it now. I need to change. I need a game changer right now. Someone would do that. Yes. Washington? I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, absolutely. You know there's always a, a vulnerable general manager that's just trying to do what he can to keep his job. Absolutely. We've seen it before. We have. So that's, that's the whole thing with that. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Still to come, some thoughts from someone who knows Caleb Williams well, like his college coach. You'll hear from him coming up next and more of your phone calls. Captain Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. I want to thank both you guys, man, for the great season of Bears information. And I just want to say I appreciate you guys. And I love the show. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast as well. If you can't listen to us live, 7 to 10 every day, catch the podcast. And make sure you share it out to people. Let them know, hey, I listen to Captain J. Hood. You should, too. Yell at them. Laugh with them. Celebrate with us. Captain J. Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Lincoln Riley was on Good Morning Football, Cap. Lincoln Riley, coach USC. And so what a, what a great source to find out what Caleb Williams is all about. What should teams be interested in drafting Caleb Williams know about him? Well, I think one of the things that the, the teams could point to, and, and listen, we all know there's a there's a reason. You know, if you're drafting that early, there's there's a reason why. You know, you can look at you know the courage that this guy had. Um, you know, when when he left Oklahoma, he certainly you know he could have went a lot of different directions. Um, he could have went to programs that were more fairly more seasoned and further along than, than coming out with us to USC to, to restart really in every way possible. Uh, but that's the route that he chose. And he, you know, obviously was a huge part of, of us being able to, to get this thing off the ground here in the first few years, did a tremendous job, um, not only playing, but just, just leading and, and uh, you know, really kind of inspiring his teammates. And, and I think that courage to step in that situation when he could have gone into a lot of others, you know, it says a lot about him, the competitor, and, and the fact that there's no challenge that, that you know, he feels like that, that he can't, you know, be a part of overcoming. And so I think that's a that's a, a great piece of his mentality. It's a great insight into who he is. And, and certainly when you combine that with the, the elite physical skills that he has, you can see why you know, a lot of people are excited about him. And, and the fun thing for this guy is, like, he's still a young player. Like, he's yeah. – 
he, he, he's got a lot of ball left. I, you know, a lot of people don't know. He didn't play a senior year of high school because of COVID, you know, and he didn't play uh, for us in Oklahoma until the second half of his freshman year. So like this guy's still got a long ways to go in his climb. And that's uh, going to be fun to watch him as he uh, takes that step into the next level. Lincoln Riley, the head coach for USC. Yeah. When you think about, about the COVID year and how much he still got to learn and grow and develop, so this guy has been built to be a quarterback his entire life. I went back. I told you and read Teddy Greenstein's book, Quarterback Dad. Yeah. And there's a whole chapter. Chapter 18 is on Caleb Williams and how his dad said, if you truly want this for your life from this moment on, we don't eat fast food. We train before school. And he has lived that life the whole way. You're getting a guy that's built for this. Yes. When I continue to hear the parallels to Andrew Luck, that resonates with me big time because we remember him in college. Yep. And then he goes to the pros. And again, you know, the the Indianapolis Colts had a pretty good infrastructure from a front office standpoint and on the field for Luck to succeed. Now, of course, the Bears broke him and, and threw him into retirement. But um, he didn't play in that game. He just announced his retirement in that game. Right. He saw that Bears defense and go, I don't want any more. No moss. Oh, wow. Tapped out. Was that not the Bears preseason game in Who Indianapolis? Was, what year did he retire? I don't know, Carm. What, what is it? Was, what, would that, would that have been like a Trestman <laughs> year? A Fox year? I don't know, guys. Look it up. I, yeah, look look <laughs> that up. Guys, look that up. I think it was it, was it 10? Was it 11? Was it 12? Was it 13? Look at it. <laughs> I don't know, Carm. There was, there was a good one yesterday. Did you hear it? <laughs> Navy Pier's got to have landmark status, right, guys? Does Navy Pier? Does, is Navy Pier landmark, guys? <laughs> My guy, Carm. I, I don't him. know. He's the greatest. Move on. I don't know. The year that he retired was what? It was. It was. There, it was after the Bears preseason game against the Colts in Indy. It was like during it. Yeah, he had enough. He tapped out. Bears retired. I don't want to face them. Yeah, that's enough. I'm out. Think about that. White wall behind him, out of nowhere. The, the, the media was in a skirt. Like, he's doing what? He retired. Yeah, I've had enough. Tap out. That's it. By the way, Jay Moore, I have a question for you. Okay. The, the, uh, I didn't mean to scare <laughs> you. I didn't, I didn't mean to scare you. <laughs> waiting. We're waiting. Well, I just thought that he would be interested. I'm just saying that Lincoln Riley, the sound that we played, that was Good Morning Football's. Um, music underneath, right? Yes. You know that it is amazing the audio watermark, so no one would steal the sound. You notice that? Did you notice that that's, that music underneath? Yes. As if because you play that because you don't want anyone to take your sound. Like this is Good Morning Football sounds, so we're just going to have just music underneath. That's what it is, isn't it? Ultimately, yeah, it's more of a branding trick. Yes, to make sure that it's like yeah, wherever you get the sound, it's ours because that's our music. It's actually dope. That's interesting how that works. You know, you should try that here. You should try that here. Cap, do you have a take off the top of your head? Get, give us, get, get, get on some house music here. We need for a Cap to be able to have that audio watermark so no one can take his thought. All right, Cap, fire away. Anything's on your mind? Just tell him. Anything? Yeah. Wow. Just like, just like Lincoln Riley. You got to have music underneath, though. It's right. the monkey clapping his cymbals up there right now. <laughs> uh, tell him. Chicago Bears will indeed draft Caleb Williams, and they will win minimum 10 football games next year. 
and we'll be doing shows leading into postseason football, baby. We'll be in a bar. We'll be getting paid. And all the Justin Fields stands will tuck tail and come on board. <laughs> That's it. No one can take that. They'll know exclusively that came from Captain J. Hood. I like that music. That's that's what it is. That's right. Are we going to bury this take? I mean, we may have to talk about this. Cap just planted his flag. You take Caleb Williams, you're going to the playoffs, and you're winning 10 games. That's it. He just planted his flag. 10 games, huh? Minimum, I said. Uh huh. I think we got to find out from the people on this one, Hoodie. 10 games. He has not been in a uniform nor drafted by the Bears yet. Ten games. No center. Yeah. <laughs> no center. <laughs> hey, he's as good as they say. He can snap it to himself. Oh, okay. I'll get Olin to come out of retirement. Uh-huh. Damn. It's a, a hell of a trick to do, be able to get the ball to yourself with no center. That's it. That's going to be interesting. Just four offensive Brother linemen. Brother will have plenty of reinforcements. Uh-huh. So let's talk about that. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. Uh, here in uh, early February, Cap already has a ticket on the Chicago Bears with 10 wins. Yep, give me the over. Okay. <laughs> there it is. With, again, when people replay that throughout the day, they'll know that's from Cap and Jay Hood because Jay Moore stamped it with an audio watermark. That's correct. That's it right there. Also, still to come, Roger Goodell, he talked about the Bears' new stadium at Super Bowl Media Day. A great question asked by the great Jarrett Payton. And by the way, is that my music? Yes. He will also be Offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh! <laughs> Captain Jay Hood, back in two minutes on Chicago's Hope for Sports.